With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua's rematch did not disappoint. A boxing masterclass from Usyk led to a win by split decision leading Joshua to go off on an unexpected speech that lasted over two minutes. Where does this leave heavyweight boxing? What's next for Joshua? We're joined by Stephen Mulhausen of Dazon Boxing to answer some of the questions and break down the beauty and the madness. Morning, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. How was that for a performance? <laughs> no, thank you guys for having me on and... What time is it out there by you guys? It is 20 to 8 in the morning. So it's morning here. It's probably nighttime where you are. Ooh, it is the afternoon. We're in almost mid-afternoon. Man, you guys are up bright and early. I like it. <clears throat> we are up early, mate. We're up at 4.30 most mornings to rip into daily sport and all things sport. And, well, on everyone's minds, everyone's, uh, you know, watched on the weekend, Anthony Joshua just really get picked apart by Usyk, who has been called a generational fighter from Anthony Joshua, mate. Look, honestly, was that a little bit of a clinic that Usyk put on over the weekend? You know, you look at the first nine, you look at the first eight rounds of that fight, and I thought it was a pretty much it was a back and forth fight, and it just really mm. depends on really how you view it. I had the fight even after eight rounds, and you got into that ninth round, and it seemed like Anthony Joshua was about to finish him. You know, some really good body shots and some really great shots upstairs. He had Usyk hurt, but the mm. Usyk's testament. You know, he stayed strong. He stayed composed. He held. He held on. Nah, I want to say dear life, but he held on, which was, you know, we had him in the clinch, which I thought was a smart move. And then it seemed like, you know, fans were like, oh, Joshua's going to finish him here in the 10th. And, and like you guys said, Usyk showed why he is a generational talent. He made the proper adjustment between, between rounds 9 and 10, went out to begin the 10th round. 
and for the last nine minutes of that fight, three, four, five punch combinations, going upstairs, even went to the body, used his great footwork, was able to get Joshua tired in the last, I thought, five minutes of the fight, and, you know, which was the one the last three rounds, got the decision, remains a three-belt heavyweight champion, and generate to be great, you have to do things like he did in the last three rounds. If it wasn't Alexander Usyk, Anthony Joshua stops that guy, either in round nine or round ten. And today we're talking about Anthony Joshua being a three-time heavyweight champion. Instead, we're talking about how great Alexander Usyk is because he showed the heart of a champion, and he also showed, hey, I'm not just I'm not just here to be a two-division champion. I'm here to become a two-division undisputed champion. And now he's going to have that chance because it seems like he is going to face Tyson Fury. I know all the talks about Anthony Joshua losing, but let's give the proper credit to where it's due. Let's give the proper credit to Alexander Usyk. Yeah, that's dead right. And, and a great summation of the fight. Uh, personally, I don't think he beats Tyson Fury because Tyson Fury is a different boxer than Anthony Joshua. I want to ask you the question, Stephen. How's the he- mental health of Anthony Joshua uh, post this fight? I thought the post-fight interview was, and I'll admit it, really caught me off guard. I stopped writing to listen to his four-minute speech, and you could see right in front of our eyes of a, someone who showed how bad they really wanted it, how bad and how much they loved the sport of boxing. He's getting criticized, and I, and I could see where, if you're on the other side, like, what's he doing? Why is he doing this? But you have to, re- guys, have, everyone has to remember, he's in that rarefied air. He's one of the biggest attractions, not just in boxing, but all of sports. Regardless of what that sport is, this guy's packing – 60, 70, 80, 90,000 people in in massive stadiums on the regular came in, made his United States debut, sold out Madison Square Garden. You don't do that unless you're a massive superstar, you're a big-time attraction, and you're also a fantastic fighter. He's got a lot of pressure on him, and it all just came out, and it just happened to come out with millions of people watching. Anthony Joshua, and I wrote this a little bit ago, Anthony Joshua's got nothing to be ashamed of. Two-time three-belt heavyweight champion. 2012 Olympic gold medalist. Packing stadium. He's a great ambassador for the sport. He's a great ambassador for children. Everywhere you look at it, if you want to, and I, I I don't know how you guys are about role models, but... I would tell my children, hey, if you want a, your role model to be a boxer, that would be the guy I would do it for because everything he represents is good for boxing and it's good for sports. And he's going to get lambasted. Maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. But you look at the whole picture of Anthony Joshua, he is great for the sport of boxing. 
He is great. He is great, mate. And just understanding the story and seeing what he's had to endure from a young age, where he's come from, mate, that's inspiring. And he's going to inspire next generation and, and people growing up in the UK that have not much going on in their life to look to Anthony Joshua and get a glimmer of hope. So where does Anthony Joshua go now, Stephen? Like, he's, he's lost back-to-back uh, title fights. Where does he go? What's an ideal situation or fight for him to to get back into the ring and, and, and maybe get some victories under his belt? That's the million-dollar question here. And, you know, you look at if someone, you're, I don't want to say average fighter, but a little bit of an above-average fighter, two losses in a row, they'd be in trouble. Mm. You know, people think, oh, my God, he's not hard. If you look at Anthony Joshua, yes, he's not going to be fighting for a heavyweight title in the not-so-distant future. We're going to get Fury, Usyk, they may even fight twice, just depending on how things play out. So you got to look at the next, I would at least 12 months. I think Anthony Joshua just needs to stay active. And yeah. I think it's the biggest thing for him. You know, we could, you can't control what happened in the pandemic. Some guys didn't fight at all. He fought once. You know, you look at, it was, then last year was just a really weird year. He's only fought, he fought once in 2020 once in 2021 and now he's only fought once in 2022 he wants to come back in December you know you can go Dillian White I don't think that is not I don't think that's the worst possibility in the world you got you got Daniel Dubois I think that's a good fight the WPA regular he was a secondary heavyweight title I don't think that's a battle of English heavyweights I don't think that's the worst thing in the world either. You know, what if Deontay Wilder wins on October 15th against Robert Hellenius? And this is no disrespect to Tyson Fury and Oleksandr Usyk. But if Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder meet in the ring, that's a bigger fight than Tyson Fury and Oleksandr Usyk. No disrespect to either of those two guys. No disrespect it being for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. But if you're putting, if you're squaring those two fights up, people are going to be more, the the pure boxing fan is going to, yeah, they're like, oh, Fury, Usyk all day. And I get it. And I love that fight. That eight is a chess match. It's for the undisputed heavyweight champion, the first ever four belt heavyweight champion. But you look at this the history excuse me, of Joshua and Wilder and mm. everything and all the political nonsense that went on with that and what led us what led to each guy taking the route they took to different fights into where we're at right now and it's still a bigger fight. You say Wilder, you say Joshua, people gravitate to those guys. That's still a bigger fight than Fury mm. and Usyk. But we're talking next fight, I wouldn't be opposed to a Dillian White rematch. I think that's a. I think that's a really, really, really good fight. Or Daniel Dubois. I don't think he'll fight Wilder soon, but that fight will always be there. And I think that it happens in the future. But if I'm Anthony Joshua, I'm Eddie Hearn. I'm looking Dillian White now. Yeah, he's looking. He's looking to get. I guess the train back on the tracks and get a wind under his belt. That's the main thing, Joshua, if he does come back and, and fight. I agree with you that there's so many d- good fights for Joshua if he wants them. You know, Fury's still there. You know, Dylan, you've got, you've got uh, Dante Wilder. Um, but talk about 
Usyk, let's go back to him. You know, for him to be the out-and-out champ of the world, not only does he have to fight Tyson Fury, but you've got Wilder, and you've also got Parker and Joyce fighting as well. And he's got to he's got to beat all those guys to really say that he's the champ of the world. Do you see it that way? Fury, absolutely. Because you look just you look at Tyson Fury, and you can take all the the bravado in his retiring fifty times the team like, and you can take that and you can throw it out the window. When it comes to him being in the ring, Tyson Fury is an exceptional fighter. And I was having a conversation with some people in boxing about this today. Take, and I said, just say, take all that bravado while he's he's like Alexander Usyk. He is a generational heavyweight. He's he's in that rarefied air. And too far, I think I think you would get that fight at least twice, regardless of how that result plays out. And then I think if Joe Joyce wins against Joseph Parker, I think, which I think Joe Joyce will, I know you, I know where you guys are at and you guys probably don't want me saying that, but, you know, but, we but, love your honesty, but, <laughs> but and it's taking nothing away from Joseph Parker, I think Joseph Parker, I think can, I think he can beat Joe Joyce coming up on September 24th, and that, mm. there's, I have no reason, Joe Joyce isn't the world beater we all think he is, he just has his face Beyond Daniel Dubois, he hasn't faced that competition like Joseph Parker. Before, in, before you know, Andy Ruiz lost to Anthony Joshua, the only guy to beat Andy Ruiz was Joseph Parker. So, you know, you, you really have to you really have to look at it. And Parker's got a legit shot. If Parker beats Joyce, absolutely. You know, there's no reason Joseph Parker shouldn't get another crack at becoming in a chance to become a two-time heavyweight champion. So, the heavyweight division is deep, you, and you got Wilder in the picture. You never know Joshua can get back in the picture. You know, mm. we got Daniel Dubois. What if Robert Hellenius beats Deontay Wilder? You got to put Robert Hellenius in that category. You got Jared Anderson, who I think is a strong heavyweight contender as well. You got Philip Hergovich. You, you know, I thought he lost to Zane. You, you got Hergovich out there as well. So there's there's a good crop. Of contenders, the heavyweight division right now is really cooking. It's in a really good spot. There's a lot of challenges for Alexander Usyk if he beats Tyson Fury. I think Tyson Fury doesn't fight beyond Alexander Usyk. I think Fury's got in his mind one or two more fights. Even though I still think he should fight AJ, we we can't all get in the mind of Tyson Fury. But at the very most, I'll say Tyson Fury's got three more fights. And it would only be Usyk, and it would only be it would only be Joshua. So, I so where is this fight? Fury fighting alone. Steve, if we do get Fury Usyk, the question is: Are where and when? Where is the best option for these fighters to fight? Like, no, just Saudi Arabia. But I just didn't feel like it had the the same hype as a Wembley or as a Madison Square Garden. Like, where's the ideal place for this fight to take place and when? I know there's been from talking to people. There's been a lot of talk about Saudi Arabia. They've been want they would want to host that fight in December. Um, if it was me, and the reason I say you wouldn't be able to do this fight if you look at it, and if you want to do it within the next six months, 
the only two logical choices would be based from what you guys, the options you gave me would be Saudi Arabia and Madison Square Garden. Mm. If you do want to do that in the UK, you have to do that at Wembley, or you got to do it at Tottenham Stadium. You got to do you got to do Principality Stadium in Tottenham, England. You got to look at it, but those are outdoor venues. You, mm. It's the only way that fight could be done in the UK is if you do it at one of those two big stadiums out in the UK. That fight's too big to do it at the O2. It's either Madison Square Garden or it's Saudi Arabia. And that's, mm. that's going to be really, it's going to be up to Bob Arum, and it's going to be up who co-promotes Tyson Fury, and it's also going to be down to Usyk's team, Alex Krasik and... Vegas Clemus and those guys over there, and that's going to be a decision they're going to have to make. The purest Madison Square Garden, undisputed heavyweight championship of the world, that you know the world's most famous arena, the home of boxing, where the biggest fights in the history of the sport have taken place. That would that just makes sense. But as we all know, whether we all like it or not, I'm is irrelevant. But in this day of age in sports money talks and Saudi Arabia does have a lot of money. So <laughs> I think it's one of those two options. If it's within the next six months, I say there, if it can get pushed back to late April sometime in May, I think the UK has a shot. So it's just all about timing. If yeah. it's within the next six months, Saudi Arabia or Madison Square Garden, if you can somehow get it to April, then I think the UK should definitely host it. Beautiful. Sooner rather than later, Fury taking on Usyk to, wow, just unify the whole division and get it all going. Whoever takes that out, well, will go down as one of the greatest. Anyway, Stephen Muehausen of Design Boxing talking all things Usyk, Joshua. Joshua Wilder is a realistic option going forward. We appreciate you coming on the show, mate, and sharing your insights or what unfolded over the weekend. Thank you so much, and go Joseph Parker. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much, and go Joseph Parker. <laughs> when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30 a.m. for a limited time only.